Good afternoon, Fabrizia. Good to see you Hi, again. Olga. Good to see you. So last week we were talking about this uh, idea of turning pro, right? For the, the people who are uh, on the fence, they are considering whether they should uh, turn their uh, passion for photography into um, into a profession, into a job, or into a side gig, or at least make some money on the side. And uh, we we said that it's uh, it's a tough decision to make, but it's a decision that people are considering, especially right now, where uh, in this uh, global situation where they uh, many people are might be losing their job or they might be furloughed, uh, they might be on short work, uh, they have their the jobs, their uh, shops are closed or, or whatever. So people uh, think, oh, I'm good at photography. Maybe I should try to make some money. And we said that uh, it's a tough decision to make, but it's a decision that you need to make uh, when you have all the data. You need to know what you're doing, basically. Yes. And it's, it's really important because um, many people don't realize that running a business, starting a business and running a business is really a, a journey of self-discovery. You are going to find out so many things about yourself, especially if you never worked for yourself before and you've had a job and you've had the sort of job where you go and you, you know, go to work, come home, have your weekends off, <laughs> all of that kind of rhythm. It all changes when you work for yourself. You don't, you know, you're thinking about things all the time. So there's an element of uh, stress that you need to learn to manage. There are fears and anxieties that you need to learn to manage. Uh, there are people that you need to learn to manage. Planning, you know, nobody's telling you what to do anymore. So you're telling yourself what to do. The discipline that comes with actually getting the work done. There's so many elements. And all of these things are going to show you things about yourself um, that you didn't know before. You know, you didn't know that you were lazy. <laughs> mm -hmm. You didn't know that you were a procrastinator. You didn't know that you got really anxious about some stuff that you never thought about. You never, or you never knew in, in a positive way, you never knew that you were so good at organizing your time or that you were so proactive into getting things, you know, on and off your table and, and things done, getting things done or communicating with clients, communicating with people. Maybe you have not done that before and you discover you have a, a gift or it comes, you know, natural to you. And all of these things, good and bad, everything will come out. And so it is um, something that nobody really thinks about. And then, you know, can be quite surprising at times. And it's good to be prepared. Not that, you know, it's good or bad. But if you know it, you're prepared for it. And then it becomes really interesting. It's, it's a, one of the best things about it, I think. What, what did you personally discover about yourself in your journey? That I talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't talk a lot before? No, actually, I discovered that I was really good at um, connecting with people. Um, but I've always worked for myself before. So it, for me, it was not a big change. It was a change in business, but not a change in, in that way. I always knew that I'm not very good at working for other people. Yeah, I've 
always had problems holding down a job because I just get <laughs> I get crushed and I need to go. But um, in photography, in particular, um, this this business, um, I found things about myself. There's a lot of different aspects of photography that in photography that you need to juggle. So there's the photography. There is all the business side, which is most of it, by the way. People don't realize that photography becomes about 20% of what you do. And 80% is work, is spent on other, of your time is going to be spent on other things. And so um, I, I realized that, you know, like everybody else, I thought, yeah, I'm going to take photos. I'm going to be taking photos all day and people will pay me for it. Not true. <laughs> so getting organized, um, I've had a lot of um, trouble getting uh, myself on track with uh, deadlines and time and all of that. I've really had to work to work hard on that. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and you, you know, you, you do it and you learn it and you, you move with it. <laughs> so there's always something to learn. You're always studying. You're always, and uh, that's the best thing about it. I'm a very curious person. So I love to study and do new things every every day if I can so as for myself I discovered that uh, a couple of things and one was that uh, business and especially marketing was something that I never thought I would love but I actually started loving it I thought discovered that marketing for me was fun it could be fun and it could be honest and not something sleazy yeah Uh, the other thing I I discovered about myself is that I was uh, I was more, uh, I was always an introvert, kind of shy person. And I would have thought that I would never be able to put myself out so much personally. And and now I do it much more. It's, it's not just the podcast. I mean, just the idea uh, of listening to myself speaking would make me cringe at the beginning. And now I'm, I'm, I'm able to do it confidently, right? I don't, I, I don't care about that and much anymore uh i've made all of i do online like my website and so on much more about me just even putting my face on the top of uh, of the website wasn't something that years ago i would never have had thought i would be able to do it just because yeah. i would just hide behind my photos and see oh maybe hope people don't discover who i really am and get and having all that imposter syndrome and so on but now it's uh I discovered that side of me that was not there before, or maybe it's it's a side that was not there before and just grew out of uh, me having to do some things. I don't really, I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, well, we learn and we practice, and then we get better at it in everything that we do. And um, showing up is a big part. So a lot of photographers, our photographers, they want to be behind the camera, not in front mm, of the camera, yeah. and me first, you know, but. Um, you do need to show up and you need to be show up as a person. Like we said last time, you are your brand, it's your face, it's your personality, it's your person, your life, that, you know, without having to disclose your personal secrets. But really, you know, clients and other people, they want to know you. They come to you, um, you know, there is that really important thing that people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. Mm 
this is the you know a rule for every company that sells anything so we don't we don't buy with our logic we buy with our hearts we buy with our you know instincts it's the, there's so many elements to when it comes to business it's really not about the numbers but you need to have your numbers otherwise you're going to go out of business if they don't match up at the end of the month so um, there's all of these aspects and so much of it is in you know our minds and what we think about ourselves and what we what we value and what we then communicate yeah i see that's so much in my business i mean when when people uh, book for a tour they do it largely because of they trust me yeah because they think the, the first question they probably ask themselves maybe not the first one the, the first one that they ask themselves consciously is uh is the destination great? Uh, I'm going to have fun, and that's fun. But the second one is, who is this person I'm going to go for a week or 10 days, and I'm going to spend so much money to be with this person for all this time? That That's what they think, either consciously, consciously or unconsciously. And I'm pretty sure that when people come to you to get their portraits taken, they just not think about, oh, will I get great photos, but will I have fun? Uh, it will be uh, a pleasant experience for me to interact with this person. I think this is very much uh, part of the, the equation as well. Yes, absolutely. People always book you because, you know, because it's you. And uh, so it's not necessary to be the best photographer in the world. You know, <laughs> that is good news. As long as their photos are decent, you know, and they are, you know, obviously better than what the client might take by themselves. And um, so it's always good to learn photography. But, you know, photography is something that always improves. I never have a problem with people and they say, oh, I don't know about my, you know, your photos will be better now than they were a year ago and they will be better next year than they are now because we do it we play with it we experiment we shoot we shoot we shoot and if you do things a lot we already talked about being you know 10,000 hours and becoming an expert the more you do it the better you become and so photos will naturally improve over time but the business won't that nobody plays with it and nobody just learns it for fun so that is something that needs to be learned and needs to be practiced on purpose <laughs> to actually make things happen and so that's not something that comes just you know out of out of nothing that's not anybody's passion so um that that is usually the problem when it comes to uh running a photography business photos are not the problem people ask me you know am i good enough when do you know that you're good enough uh, either you're good enough or you're never good enough. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's like um, I look at photos that I sold three, four years ago and I say, oh, my God, <laughs> how could I? But those clients four or five years ago, six years ago, they're still my clients. They love them. They came back to me. We did every time I shoot for them. Of course, it's better. Of course, what we do is better. I'm quicker I'm better I do better but they love those first images just as much because to them they're great so it's you know it's um we get really hung up about oh I have to take the perfect picture before I can put myself out there 
But that's really more about our own perfectionism, which is also, you know, a fear of being judged and all of that. You know, there's so much in there <laughs> that um, more than just saying, you know, this is a picture, this is a picture of your child or this is a portrait of your family. And it's great. You know, if they love it, it's great. But I think on the other hand, that is always a distinction between being good enough and being really good at what you do. I mean, there, there's no denying, of course, we, we don't want to say that it doesn't matter to be to be really good. Uh, there's, one should always strive to be the best. Oh, yes. I didn't mean that it's, it's good enough, it's good enough. What I mean is that we naturally tend to improve our photography because, I mean, going on workshops is fun. <laughs> it's great. Everybody wants to go on photography workshops. Uh, not many people want to go on business workshops. <laughs> you know, it's not quite as fun and exciting, except mine, of course, because they are fun and exciting. <laughs> That's another story. But now, for instance, that we can't do um, photography workshops or business workshops because everybody's stuck at home and has to do their own thing. You know, you can still learn and improve and play with photography, and it's going to be, you know, something that nobody has trouble spending time on. Well, the business side is a bit more tricky. My take on this is that uh, you need to be so good that uh, you don't have to justify your prices. In other words, your work justifies you. So your work is so good that uh, you will always find somebody willing to pay a premium price for it. Okay, but this doesn't work being good of course, does not just mean technically perfect, okay? It doesn't mean that, okay, of course, it has to be well exposed, depending on the genre. If you do a portrait, you need to know how to pose your subject. You need to know how to put them in the best light. You need to take sharp photos, at least of their eyes and so on. But you, you don't need to be perfect in that respect. You need to be, to be good enough. When I say your work has to be the best, it's not just technically the best has to be the best in the way it speaks to your clients it communicates yeah. to them it uh, it shows what you really are inside because you put all of your soul in it and then if you do that and you keep working of course your work will technically become better and better but that's not uh, the end of it and that's not even the start of it right you can be good enough to start something put in the work, the 10,000 hours that it takes to, to become really proficient, uh, but then become so good that you don't have to justify your price. You, you will not be compared to your competition. Well, the thing is, some people will always compare you, and those may not be your clients. Yeah. And in general, we never have to justify anything. Definitely not the pricing that we want to put on our work. But um, the... It's not about, like you said, it's not about the technical aspects of a picture. It's the experience that we give to our clients because then you're dealing with the clients. It's not just taking a picture. And if, you, if it's a hobby, you get a friend, you pose her and you stick her somewhere and then you take a picture and you have that photo. If it's a client, it's a completely different stories. You have to give them an experience, mainly because I've heard stories of Clients that say, oh, we went and we did a shoot with so-and-so, 
And then, and they said, oh, yeah, the photos are nice, but she was so horrible. That day was so bad. You know, it was like something really, you know, didn't work or maybe the per- she was just not a nice person. And, um, and so, you know, that images are emotionally, have an emotional attachment. Clients have an emotional attachment to the images. And if they have a lot of fun and it's a really pleasant, wonderful day for them, those pictures will remind them of that moment. And that moment, that photo is like 10 times worth 10 times more because of the emotional attachment that they have to that moment, because it was a great day and it's an image taken on that day. And if the, with the memory that comes to them from that image is, oh yeah, I look good, but man, that woman was a, you know, (laughs) (laughs) then you really don't, you really don't want that because they may not even buy that, you know, even if they look good on in that image. So the, what is around the photograph is even more important than the photograph itself, especially in portraits. It is. Um, but I still see a lot of people that uh, try to justify their prices based on their costs. They say they, they will rent online and say, oh, this, I cannot get good prices. People are offering me $500 or whatever for a service. But I would normally ask double that. And they don't realize that how much it cost me to uh, acquire all the gear I have uh, the assistant and the studio rent and the lights and all the courses they took to to become what I am. And they don't realize that. And it's offensive that they just offer me $500 or or whatever that is. To to which I I say... I don't see my butcher advertising how much the rent costs and how much the cows cost and how much it costs to clean up after them or how much it costs to have people work in the shop and all of that. You go in and you buy a steak. Yeah, maybe maybe a steak is uh, is something that where the price is actually determined by the cost, the the the, the, the production cost, right? But we we are not talking about sugar or meat. Yeah, but the quality of the service, you know, you, I'm talking about, you know, you would go and buy something in a shop that also provides a higher level of quality of the food, but also quality of service. Yeah, I, 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 like, I like to compare that to going to a nice restaurant. Yeah, exactly. You, do, you don't go to a nice restaurant and see the menu and then you say, oh, you see a stack that is $50 or $100 and you don't uh, go to the manager. Excuse me, please. Why is it $100? Does the meat really cost that much? You don't care about how much it costs to prepare that meal for you unless you go to McDonald's, right? You go to a place that gives you an experience and you will remember the experience and the sensations that you had tasting that meal. And the, the, the chef will never justify his prices with his costs. Of course, they have to take that into account so they're not falling to the, <laughs> the error of thinking that costs do not, are, do not count at all. But uh, you don't have to justify your prices uh, on your, um, based on your costs, at least in the type of work that we do. Yeah. Right? Also, people, will, people in general will pay for service, not for things. You know, so what we do is, yes, we give you a photo, but actually it's a service. And so that is the quality of the service 
overall is the most important thing. Yeah, I like to, to say that it's the experience. Um, yeah. The memory. Yeah, all because of it. Because photos are memories. So it's, uh, it's yeah. not just the memory, the photo itself that constitutes the memory. It's because the photo itself brings you back to those moments. Yeah. And if so those moments were boring, annoying, and because the photographer was rude and so on, that photo, it doesn't matter, as you just said before, essentially. It doesn't matter if it's a great photo. The memory will always be associated with, with moments that were not nice. Yeah. And you, you cannot really uh, measure that with money, probably. Um, anyway, yeah, so um, what were we saying? <laughs> hey, we were looking at a, a few aspects of the, you know, the important things that we, we, we think are the basis of getting into business in photography business one of the things that in any business that i i do want to point out is investment mm -hmm. some people think they can get into business and um yeah they, they may spend a lot of money on gear and lights and studio and then they go oh and then i can't spend anything else you know i can't but well more than lights and studios and gear really people should invest in themselves. And when I mean investing in themselves is the personal professional growth. And that is part photography and part business. And it's, uh, I think now it's getting a little bit more mainstream, the idea that you need some, you know, some knowledge, some training in, in the business side of photography. But when I started five, six, five years ago, it was really difficult to make people understand that you actually need to learn how to, you know, sell something or you need to learn how to, you know, put together a price list that makes sense, you know, and that actually doesn't make you broke in six months. And all of these things are absolutely essential. And those are the investments that you need to make. And then there's going to be investments in an assistant, maybe, in an accountant, maybe, in, you know, there's going to be a team building thing. A business is not just you. Maybe you, you grow and you become bigger and you get a studio or two or three and maybe you have people working for you. Business is a long-term game and there is no end to it. So you can decide to always be an artisan and just do your thing, or you can decide to become a huge studio or open a shop or whatever you want to do. There are so many different ways of getting into a photography business and so many different, you know, you may be commercial photography, wedding photography, portrait photography, pet photography. <laughs> there are so many different genres. And um, they all have a different sort of way of of building that business. So that speaking is speaking of speaking of genres. Uh, what do you say to? What's your answer to the age-old question of uh, specialization versus versus being a generalist, right? As they say, jack of all trades versus master of none. <laughs> Do you think it's really important to be finely specialized on a given uh, genre or even a subgenre, or do you think it's it's possible to be more of a generalist? Okay. Well, first of all, I think that what you do needs to be 
in very, very deeply connected to who you are and what you love to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the deeper you get into that, and the more you realize that there are some things that you can do all day and you never get tired. And there are some things that you do for three hours and yes, they pay you, but oh God, you know. <laughs> so that is already a big divider, you know, of what you should be doing, what you should not be doing, no matter what the market says. Obviously, if this thing that you love to do is just travel photography or photographing ants, you know, there may not be a big market for that. Mm-hmm. And you need to find ways to put together that you know, maybe you like to uh, photograph animals and then you become, you know, pet photography is something that is really growing. And maybe you have an instinctive sort of um, way to handle, you know, to, to, to interact with, with dogs or cats or something. And then you find your, you know, your way that way. Uh, maybe you want to do weddings because you think there's money in there because those are the things that are paid more. But then you realize that, you know, you cannot handle the anxiety of the brides. And if you if you can't do that, it's going to be a disaster and you're going to be <laughs> so stressed out. <laughs> you're going to hate it. So um, you don't have to do the things you don't want to do. So that is the first thing to decide. What do you really, really love to shoot? And then if you can, the more you... You listen to yourself. That's why I said it's an inner journey as well. The more you you understand what you love and the narrower this thing will become. You're going to find over time that, yes, I can do this, but just because I can do it doesn't mean I want to advertise it. Of course, like, you know, I I did weddings and I realized I don't love to do weddings. But if you give me a lot of money, I will do it. Mm So I am going to be taking it now when I, I'm going to change my website in the next few months, but I, that's going to go, you know, weddings are going to go off the website because I, people buy what they see and I don't want that to see them. Then if I have a client who gets married and asks me to do it, we can talk about it. If somebody I know and I like, then it's a different story. You know, I just don't want to get into the wedding thing. So the, the, there is a kind of selective uh, way of of selecting, you know, the, the specializing into it. If you do everything, you don't do anything. If you, you cannot be everything to everybody, because you end up being nobody to to nobody. Mm-hmm. You know, you if you have everything and you want to do everything, you have no market. It's a, it's a myth that the more you do, the wider your market. In fact, the bigger you think your market, you're trying to make your market, the smaller it is. Well, if I go and hit just that type of client, I'm going to be their photographer and they will all come to me. That type of client will all come to me. And, you know, there's plenty of people that are so different and they are so, um, there's so many ways to connect with our clients on the things that, uh, we have in common, and then and then it's a lot easier. It's okay for me to uh, not necessarily be do only one thing, but to put out uh, the type of work that you want to be hired to do. As you said, I don't want to put out weddings because if I do, and I think I'm good at weddings, um, 
I know you are, people will see I'm good at that and will call me to do weddings, which I don't want to do. Uh, so put out the work and really market the work you want to be hard to do. Yeah. So even though you like shooting pets, it's okay to, to love shooting pets. Uh, I, I don't, I don't have pets, but let's say I wanted to shoot macros. Uh, it would be okay to, to shoot macros. It would even be okay to um, put that work out. Why not? Maybe do it on social media, right? But uh, really work on one thing that you want to be really known for. So this is where you should be a specialist. You should do one thing and put out the thing you want to be known for, you want to be perceived as really good at, and you want to be hired to do, you want to be paid to do, if hired is not the right term. Then it's okay to do something completely different as long as the message is clear. You, yeah. don't, you don't put pet photography on the same page as wedding photography or landscape photography even. And maybe pets and weddings can, can work together, I don't know. Work together, because maybe if you love pets and you love dogs, say, and you want to do weddings, maybe why not target brides with dogs? Yeah, that, that's probably not, not a good example, but maybe yeah. landscapes and, and, and weddings. You become the photographer that is specialized in, you know, doing weddings with, with those dog lovers. So, but that only works if you yourself are truly a dog lover. Yeah. You can't just take this idea and say, oh, that's a good idea. Or, you know, people who love cycling or tattoos or something, you know, if it's truly your thing, then people will resonate with you. And they will say, well, he loves dogs and he's, you know, they'll come to they'll come to you rather than somebody else because you have this thing in common. That's nothing to do with photography. It's a personal connection. And that's really important. So to find these things that make you unique and that are uniquely yours. Then, of course, there are some some types of photography that are easier, not now, like weddings this year, nothing's happening. <laughs> All the wedding photographers are doing portraits <laughs> because they don't have any work. But, you know, weddings, portraits, uh, pet, uh, boudoir, or, you know, art, you know, some things. But art photography and landscapes and some other macros and things like that, that you're that is more like you're selling your prints you're selling that's like being a painter mm. right you're not getting hired for it <laughs> so it's a completely different type of business and it's much harder it's like being a painter so um you have to also say okay oh, i love doing macros great that's a hobby and stays a hobby. <laughs> but if you also love doing something that is commercially viable, still lives or, you know, uh, food photography or even, you know, commercial photography, events or whatever, then, the, then there is a market for that. Yeah, um, well, I think what I'm trying to say is that if you really love another genre and it's not just a gimmick to, to make more money, uh, it's okay to do it. It's okay to pursue it. It's even okay to put it out, but maybe keep it as a hobby. And you create a, a dedicated Instagram profile for that type of work and you put your that type of work only on that Instagram profile. And who knows? Maybe you're really good at it and people will discover you and you will start to get paid for that type of work and you'll end up doing that type of work more than your original one. Who knows? But 
uh, don't don't put your uh, just I would say try to focus on on one thing that you know how to really do well and that you really love. Yeah, yeah, you got to do what you love, yeah. otherwise it shows. It shows. <laughs> Nobody <Exactly>. wants it. <laughs> okay, we are uh, at the. We've been talking about this for about half an hour. I think there's so much more to be said about this topic, but we'll have more uh, more uh, episodes upcoming at our website at closingthegap.live. So I would just like to wrap it up for today. But we, we didn't mention your uh, Turn Pro initiative, which is all about what we are talking here right now. So you want to, to briefly mention that and give our listeners a pointer to your to your page. Yeah, there is a 12-step, a 12-week course uh, called Turn Pro, which really is all about these, these things that you might really want to know before you make this decision, so you make a fully informed decision whether you want to be a photographer or not. Um, on fabriziacosta.com slash turnpro, you get all of the information about it, and when you sign up, you sign up just for a free training uh, there is no obligation for anything there is one free training in there which kind of sums up some of the things we talked about and a few more and then if you like it then you can sign up for the course and hopefully become a photographer because it is one of the best things you can do with your life mm -hmm. you know obviously we believe that it's totally worth it but it is not super simple so it's worth knowing more about it sure Okay, that was good. Again, I'll uh, like to ask uh, all of our listeners if they have any feedback, questions, ideas, suggestions. Questions. Yeah, if you have questions and if you put them out, then we'll do another another one on. I'm sure there will be questions, <laughs> and so we can talk some more about it next time and answer the questions. Yeah, you can just go to our website at closingthegap.live and uh, leave us a comment or just a little. Uh, a record button where you can actually record your question in your own voice and we'll make sure to to answer it as soon as we can right thanks for having me here oh you're not uh, you don't have to thank me we're doing this together it's not me having you here we're just together doing this and i find it that it's really great and fun and enjoyable and i hope our listeners are thinking the same so until next time take care uh, relax, have a nice walk outside if you can. <laughs> no. yeah. And we'll talk next week. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs>